Whether you have one child or five kids or more, if you have ever walked into their room and they're like, we cleaned it, or even if they're like, don't worry, mom, it's not that bad, and you barely can step inside of their room without stepping on something, then this power tip episode is for you because we're going to talk about not only how to declutter, but how to keep that clutter away. And I've been utilizing this system with my family for the past few years now. I think it's over three years we've been utilizing this system and it has been working wonders in our household where I am not walking into a room that's crazy, crazy cluttered. And also, it's simple for them to clean it up or to reset it, and it's fast. It doesn't take long. So I'm going to give you this power tip so that if you are experiencing some crazy, messy, too much toys, too much everything in your kid's room, maybe in another room in your home, or just basically in your home, you can utilize this for you and your family and definitely help give you less stress and keep that clutter away for good. And after you listen to this episode, if you love my mom hack tips or any of my power tips or any of the value that I give here, the best compliment you can give me is to leave me a five-star review. But essentially what I would love for you to do is just give me feedback on what more you would like to hear about. You can do both of that by just scrolling down and writing a quick review. I would totally appreciate that because I know you're taking time out of your busy day to do that. Well, let's jump into this episode so I can give you this power tip that you can start using today in your home. Aloha mamas, you've made it to the Homeschooling Entrepreneur Mom podcast. I'm Kavaya Quinn, RN turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos. I know you're frustrated with homeschooling. You know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet. And you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun. Let's get to work. Aloha, my mamas. Welcome to another episode. Today, we're going to be talking about clutter. And I'm going to give you a power tip on how to keep clutter away for good because if you have kids <laughs> or if you have a tendency to keep a lot of things, this power tip will essentially help you. And I'm going to just start off with saying I am a organized person. That doesn't mean <laughs> I was always a non-cluttered person. Organization and clutter can still happen all in the same house. <laughs> and you're like, what? Yes, it can. Because... I, before we even jump into like the system and how to keep the clutter away and all those things, the first thing you need to ask yourself, and I had to do this for me, was why am I keeping things? And I'm pretty sure if you watch like, um, I don't even remember what it's called, but all those Netflix episodes about how to, you know, declutter, keep it away and all the things. Essentially, it is true to a certain extent. You need to know why you keep things. And the best place to start is, who did you learn it from? And I learned it from my parents. <laughs> I learned how to just keep things from my parents. 
But also I learned how to keep things from the society that I grew up in back in Hawaii, where our culture, there was, I want to say, an underlining theme that you have to keep things just in case. Because we lived on an island. You don't know if like there wasn't going to be enough supplies, water, food, toilet paper, who knows what. Next thing you know, you're applying it to everything. (laughs) But that was what I grew up with. I remember hearing that phrase over and over and over again. We'll just, you know, it's on sale. Just buy it because what if you need it? Just in case you needed it. You know, what if you ran out? And it was always this like, what if? Almost scarcity mindset. Almost like, just prepare in case something big would happen. And that was the mentality I took and ran with, with everything. And I would have like, not just two of something. Sometimes I would have multiples of the same thing, storing it away just in case. You never know. And then I remember, it's kind of funny because sometimes when I did need another one, they're like, see, see, that's why you kept it. Good thing you kept it. Or if I didn't keep something extra and I was I ran out, then the opposite would happen. Like, see, you should have kept it or you should have bought more. <laughs> and I remember going through this cycle for years and years and years to the point where I took it into my marriage and for the first I'm not sure my first three kids when I had my two babies so I had three boys and two of them were babies we were living in Hawaii we had our own place it was just a two-bedroom two-bat place and we didn't have a lot of space to store things we didn't have a garage all we had we didn't even have an attic space So I just wanted to put out there, we're in a condo and we're the bottom floor. So all we had was our closets and our room. And that is not, that is not a lot of space to house a family of five and all the things that come with a family of five, especially kids when they have tons and tons of toys. So I remember I set up like shelves in my kids' rooms so that we can store things. I utilized every inch of that house whether it was the cabinets and it had tall walls and I had shelves really high just to store things. And it was because just in case we needed this, oh, that toy was still good. And since I had three boys and I had an older one with a lot of things, I would hold on to clothes, toys, items, and pass it on to the next ones to save me money. Now, what ended up happening was (laughs) when we moved up here and we got our own home here, We are now in a thousand square foot house again, now with a family of seven. (laughs) Yes, three bedrooms, one bath, thousand square foot house. This time we did have an attic, but we did not use it. Um, We did have a garage, but that was all my husband's things. So we were essentially putting everything we own, especially the kids and all their things in this thousand square foot home. And I would get overwhelmed every time when... Holidays would come up, birthdays would come up, and there'd just be tons and tons of things around. So I researched and researched all the different ways to organize and to declutter and to put things away and to do all the whatever. (laughs) And I ended up making my own system. So I'm going to share this system with you because we've been using it for now over three years. And it's been amazing because, yes, The clutter can creep back in because it will. Clutter creeps back. 
But what this system does, it's designed for you to catch it before it becomes overwhelming, before it gets out of hand. You can literally implement this. Now, depends on how much stuff your kids have or you have, that setup part will take time. But once you do it, it's a re- and you stick to it, that's the other part, you got to stick to it, <laughs> it works. Now, the way you can stick to it, like I said, you have to really understand why you keep things and where did you learn it from. When I realized the reason why I kept things, I had to change that belief. I had to change the belief that, you know what, Kavai, it's okay if you only have two of these things or even one. You can always go and buy it again. You can always replace it somehow. How often do you really need to replace it? I had to start asking myself myself those questions so that I could release the fear of not having something just in case. So you probably would have to do the same thing. Now, after you do all that in your head, write it down, you know, tell yourself over and over again, especially while you're decluttering, the first and main rule is that everything needs a home. And you've probably heard this over and over again. And what that means is all the items in your house. So I'm going to just talk about your kid's room, but you can apply this to any room in your house. So for example, for my kids, they have their toys, they have their clothes, and then maybe they have things that they do like hobbies or whatever. In my kids' rooms, we tell them everything has a home. So all their toys will go either on the shelf or in a drawer. We have um, some stuff from Ikea that has some drawers, um, also some cubbies. But basically, nothing lives on the floor. (laughs) And that is essential for you to tell yourself over and over again. Because when I tell my kids to clean the room, they know that nothing is on the floor and nothing is shoved into the closet. Everything has a home. Put your things back to where they belong, where they need to go home to. That is the biggest rule. The other thing you need to also tell them is nothing lives on the flat surfaces. <laughs> so like on the top of the shelf, on the, you know, we have shelves that have, I don't know how to explain it, but there's all these like nook and crannies that my kids try to stuff their toys in. And I'm like, nope, that is not where it goes. Um, what we do utilize those flat surfaces for is for them to display any of their like Lego creations on or artwork or something like that on. And that way, that is where your creations live. That's their home. If it gets too crowded, then you need to put some away or you need to like start decluttering that area. But it gives them an idea of how much space they can use. So that's the first part. Everything needs a home. Nothing lives on the floor. You need to start designating that for them. Once you give things, their toys, their clothes, a place to live, now you can continue to help reinforce this is where it goes back this is where it goes back maybe if you like to label things then great I don't really label things in my house because the home of their items change once in a while but if you have access to one of those things that can um, a labeler that might be helpful for you too all right now the next thing to do is reduce the amount of shelves and cubbies and dressers in your kids room and you might be thinking I'm crazy But yes, the more things that you have, like big things like a shelf or a dresser to hold items, 
then essentially you're, you're allowing the kids to have more items. So for us, in the last three years, our kids have had the same shelves in their rooms. We went to Ikea and we bought um, each of them this closet organizer that has, oh, it's a wire one that has four drawers. All of our kids' clothes, is, other than the ones that are hung up in the closet, like their big jackets or their snow gear, everything else is in those four drawers. Each kid gets four drawers and that's it for their clothes. If it doesn't fit in there, then they need to declutter their clothes. Like that's the amount of space we've allowed for it. Same thing with their toys. Same thing with anything like we have an older tween and he's more into drawing and things like that. Same thing with that. Give them the amount of space you want for the amount of items that you feel is necessary for their room. So I'll give you a quick example. My oldest kid, he has one cubby shelf that holds his TV, um, video game stuff, and then it has um, space on there for his books and other things. And then he has another small shelf for his drawing um, items because he loves to draw. And then he has a drafting table desk where he can draw on. And that's it. Like that's all that's in, a room, in his room other than his bed. And then in the closet is the drawers for his clothes. Now, if your kids' items or things don't fit in whatever shelves or things that you have in there, that means you need to declutter. And this could be the hard part, but you need to sit there and you need to tell them, okay, first off, let's go to clothes. And I wouldn't, as, as with everything, do not do everything in one day. You might get totally burnt out. You might not even finish. Pick one thing, one drawer, whatever it is, how much you can you know, fathom in that moment and do that and then come back to it. So the other day I went through my kids' clothes and that's all we did. Went through every drawer. We pulled out every item, said, do you fit this? Is there stains? Is there holes? We would put different piles. So we had um, a rag pile, a donate pile. Depends what kid it was. We had a pass on pile, like pass it on to the other kids. And then we had a sell pile. And then we kind of just sorted and put it all back in the drawers. And we're like, hey, that's what you got. <laughs> and you might be wondering like, well, what if they run out of clothes? And then wash the clothes <laughs> because that's what they have to do. If you are running out of clothes, then go and wash your clothes so that you have more clothes to ut utilize again. Same thing with the toys. If the toys is not fitting in their drawers or toy boxes or whatever you have designated for them, it is time to donate, give away, sell, do whatever you need to do to make sure that all those things can now fit. Once you do that, oh, sorry, side note. If you have older kids that pass on items like hand-me-downs to other kids, designate one basket. We have one plastic container and that holds the pass-me-down items. I'm not that person who will store boxes and boxes of, you know, hand-me-downs. One, one container. I put it on the top shelf of the closet and I just designate that right there. So that way I know if they're starting to outgrow things, I will pull that box down first, look and see what they have, replenish their drawers and then, you know, buy something if we need it because it, we didn't have um, something like that passed down. So that's another tip for you. The other tip I would have is 
if there are toys that your kids ultimately love, but you're like, this is still way too much. If you have storage, I would recommend that you do the same thing, but just with one container. Limit yourself to the amount of containers where you store certain toys and then you can rotate toys. That is something else we do. We have one container, I think it's in our garage, one container of toys that we put a bunch of toys in, especially around holiday season where they want to play with the new ones, but there are some like oldie but goodie toys that they totally love. We take it out of their room, we put it in the container in our garage and we store it. And then after a few months or the next time we declutter, we ask them, do you want to rotate toys? And we take those out. And then if there's anything that, you know, is still great that they want to use, we put it in the container storage in the garage. So that is another thing to do to keep the toys that you know that your kids still love playing with and rotate it out. I'll give you a quick story. My older boys got gifted a laser tag gun game from Costco I want to say about three years ago and they weren't really playing with with it a lot they played with it and then it got forgotten I feel like they're a little bit too young at that point they're all about oh nine and then the younger ones were like five and four or four and three something like that anyways I stored it I was like you know what this is not being played very often but they still like it I actually took all that laser tags I put it in our toy storage in the garage And then just within the last year, year and a half, I took it back out. They play with it all the time. So maybe that's something that you can think of. Like there's toys that is not played with often, but maybe it's just they're not interested in it right now, but they could be interested in it a little later in time. So that's another tip. Now, after you declutter, after everything has a home and you look at your room in all your kids room, you're like, this is amazing. The way to keep it looking like that as often as possible is to, I I like to do daily. So I tell my kids, hey, did you reset your room? I want to be that person to be like, I want you to just get in the habit of putting things away. Does it happen every single day? No. The longest we'll let it go is maybe about two days. By the third day, everything needs to get back into the home because once more and more things start coming out, it's just going to take longer for them to clean up. So if you can do it daily, just tell them, okay, go put it back. And it's just getting your kids in the habit of putting things back where they belong into their home. And it happens so much quicker once your kids know where things goes. Now, how do you keep it for the long run? Well, we do this big declutter about two to three times a year. And it's for a few reasons. One, because your kids keep growing and they will outgrow a lot of their clothes, toys, interests, and things. The other reason is because there's certain events that happen in our year that happens every year. Number one is we have an annual community yard sale every summer. And so about the month prior to that yard sale, we do a big declutter of our entire house. I just go through the kids' clothes, the toys, the home, and I start pulling things out that we can sell at the yard sale. So that's one of our big reasons why we declutter um, right before summer. And then the other reason that we declutter, do another declutter, is right before the holidays. This is because gifts and toys 
even though I request for other things, do come into our home. Plus, during the holiday season is the start of our birthday season in our house. And that's just another plethora of things pouring in. So we do another declutter around October, November. And we do it where I literally take things out of containers that my kids are not utilizing those toys. And I leave that box empty. And my kids always look at it and like, mom, that box is empty. Can we put something in it? And I tell them no, because you will have things coming in. The holidays is coming up, especially during the holidays. I tell them the holidays is coming up. So we want to make sure that all the new things that you are getting has a new home in your room. And they have learned to understand that. So that's how we continue to declutter, keep the clutter away. That's how we continue to rotate things. And that way you're not getting overwhelmed by your kid's room all of a sudden being crazy. Now you might be thinking, okay, goodbye. Well, how does it, how does this system continue to help me through the year when clutter starts to creep back? Well, now you can identify clutter a lot faster because when your kids had way too much things, when your kids, you know, all their stuff was all over the floor, like stuffed in the closet. Now when everything has a home, especially when nobody lives on the floor, none of their things, if things are being left on the floor, if things are being stuffed into the closet, that is an instant indication that there is too much things in this room or things are not being put away. So now you can instantly walk into a room and tell them, okay, if things are being left on the floor, on the bed, in the closet, that means we have to start getting rid of things. That means we have to start rotating things. I like to tell my kids, oh, this is a time to start giving to other kids so that they can enjoy the toys that you guys probably are not seeing anymore or not enjoying as much anymore. That is right there, an instant, almost like alert for you to go, okay, this is something we need to take care of. And that way, the clutter doesn't grow. So this is how that system works. Number one, you need to give everything a home. It starts with removing some shelves or dressers. If you have way too much things in that room for things to live in, that means you need to start getting rid of some of that stuff so that you are now reducing the amount of things that can live in that room. Number two, you need to declutter. Do all of these at your own pace, at your own time, so you don't get overwhelmed. It can literally be one drawer at a time. It could be you setting a timer 15 minutes at a time, whatever works best for you. And then from there, if you wanted to keep hand-me-downs or rotate toys, designate one box for each and store it away. But also remember that when you go back and declutter, you know, throughout the year, go and revisit those boxes to see if you want to bring things out, rotate things in or out of the rooms. The last thing to do is designate two to three times a year to do this again. And when you designate it, it actually doesn't take as long as the first time because the first time is the biggest because now that's the biggest amount of stuff that you have to go through. The next two or three times, once you continue to implement this system, it doesn't take as long. I remember my first one took probably days, days for me to just go through all the things. 
Yesterday, I went through all five of my kids' clothes. It took me one day and we went through all of their clothes. So that was a huge improvement <laughs> from when I first started. Well, and that is it. You just continue to um, ro- go through the system through the year. When you see things are on the ground or in the closet, that is a high alert that, whoa, things are not being put away or you need to start decluttering again. One last tip, mark your calendars for when you want to do the annual, not the annual, like the two to three times a year decluttering. That way you know like, okay, this is about the time for me to really start planning, you know, a decluttering room for my kids or something like that. All right, my friends. And that is it. So if you are in this space, I know we're in spring. People are like spring cleaning. We're heading into summer. Maybe this is something that you can implement to help you reduce some stress in your home to really clear up space. Because once you clear up space, that just looking at space makes your mind, I feel like just goes into like a nice ease and calmness. And it does that for your kids too. They don't know it yet, but having way too much things is very overstimulating. And you're actually now teaching your kids how to almost calm their own environment by placing in a system like this. And if you liked this tip or this mama hack, let me know. And the best way to contact me or to talk with me is on Instagram at Kavai underscore Aquin. That's K-A-W-A-I underscore A-H-Q-U-I-N. I would love to hear all about how you utilize this system, or if you have your own system, if you want to give me some tips, I am always open for hearing what works for you too. All right, my friends, until the next one, only you can make your day amazing. So go out and do that. Hey, mama friend, if this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha. Goodbye.